Welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Fly. I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Chana Dixon. And today we're going to be talking about R-O-I. What is it you say? <laughs> R-O-I. So for the people in the back who don't know what that means, that is return on investment. And so this is important, guys. And I know people say, oh, I'm not a financial guru or whatever. But it, it's everything. It's everywhere. It's everything a part of what you do. The thing that I think about, you know, most naturally, you think about investments like buying property or things like that but ROI is also about your time this goes back to something Tanisha always says to me when I am petitioning not spending money on something she goes would you could pay somebody x amount of dollars an hour to get this done or you can do it yourself so are you saying that you're going to be working for x amount of dollars or would you be willing to pay for it a specific example of doing her child's (laughs) hair which take her children's hair which takes at minimum eight hours, I feel like, Both between the, no, each, <laughs> between the <laughs> wash and taking it down, washing it, letting it dry. Then there's actual doing of the hair, which happens usually <laughs> over a couple of days. And then you got to put the beads of the barrettes on there, which is another couple of days. But I'm like, this is a thousand dollar hairdo. If you multiply your yeah. own rate, hourly rate to that, yeah, you could pay $50. And it would be done in two hours by a professional. So, yes. So, ROI is important. And it's not just about, you know, investments and stuff, but it's also about the value. Well, the the real definition. So, you know, we call it the return on investment. But the real definition is how much value is something to you based on how much you're spending on it. Right. And so that's what we're here to talk about today. Mm -hmm. So, I guess a major question with that concept in mind is how do you evaluate something is worth your time or if it has a good return on investment for you. Right. And that's a silly example, but I think it's a simple one to apply to our like daily lives, which is, I think, a bit different from most folks like investment portfolios. And so I apply ROI even to my, right, like the work that I do. And so my earned income, I apply an ROI model to that. How? Um, So if we think about the hair example, you spent $50, but you also saved eight of your hours, which is a whole workday for you, right? Yeah. Like, what? how much could you have made in that workday? So I apply a similar methodology, and I'm like, I'm going to be working no matter what. It's just like, am I going to be flipping burgers? Am I going to be doing what I'm doing right now? Am I going to be posting content? Like, what am I going to be doing? Yeah, And... I already know what level of income I can make based on what I already do because it's it's already happening. Yep. I don't have to go out and find a new job, apply, get your resume all good, go through the interview process, which also is an investment. But I have years of training, years of experience, which probably total up to over $300,000, $400,000 investment in myself. And like the money that I get back from my job is the return on all of that. Yeah. And so if I go to a new job or if I start a new thing, I would need to make a similar investment to start seeing the types of returns that I see now from the investment I made years ago. Yeah, that makes sense. So when you think about, so you apply this like all your daily activities? I wouldn't say all. I mean, I think you should. (laughs) I don't actively do it. I'm probably doing it subconsciously. Yeah. Like, what were you thinking about specifically? I feel well, like you well, were thinking so, no, about No, so I was, I was asking, I was like, so how do you make the determination of when to stop? Because the reality mm-hmm. is, too, is that you can only work so many hours in a day, right? You have to at least sleep for six and 
or be doing something else for six. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody doesn't sleep for six. But um, like, how do you evaluate that this is enough? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. So I would say the only other area that I really apply to is like the commitments that I make outside of my financial, (laughs) the things that bring me finances in my life. And so like I used to do a lot of volunteering. Um, I still do some, but it's to a much lesser extent. And that's by design because the energy, effort and time that I was putting into working for free. (laughs) I put that into the work that I get paid to do now. And so I reserve a small portion of my time to give back and do volunteering, but it's much less than previously because it wasn't. Yeah, I remember like back in the day, I felt like your volunteering was a full-time job. Oh, it was. And yeah. and honestly, I would say that was part of the investment that has gotten me to where I am today. Yeah. And so I think in my younger years, it served a purpose that allowed me to, you know, explore leadership opportunities and explore network networking yeah. and even learning how to do sponsorship relationships and like put together certain things that I wasn't getting in my job. Yeah. And so I was able to learn more skills that I use today. Good. No, that, that's that's good. But so, I wouldn't do that today. Yeah, no. So, okay, so the other part of ROI that I think is important that everybody wants to know about is about investments. Like, how do you determine what's a good ROI? And, and so we were kind of, Tanisha and I were kind of talking about this a bit. This is really a, a complicated topic for me. And, and the reason that I was struggling with it is because... Every ROI is different because there's right. there's so much more to an investment than just the return that it's giving you. So one of the things that come to mind first that I thought about was real estate, right? Because we, we love real estate here. But there are standards mm-hmm. for for all types of investments. You know, they, they have like the 1% rule right. and different things like that about, about how much you should be getting. But the reason those rules are in place is because all the other things around it. So I want you guys to be conscientious of the decisions that you make because they're greater than just this 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 one number, right? So right. so for instance, when you think about real estate, one of the reasons that a 1% rule is in place is because you still have equity, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the houses, the houses still hold value. You right. get at any point sell. There's other exit strategies. There's a lot that you can do versus taking on something that is a little bit more risky. Like um, one of the things that I I tried early on that didn't I didn't do well in was I did the uh, crowdfunding. So like people would take out loans, and this was like with like Lending Tree, and there was another one out there. Oh, but, you did the. Like you gave out loans, basically? Yeah, yeah. Okay. and they would tell you, like they give you the borrower's profile, and they'll say, this person mm. has a 700 credit score. And I didn't they make, know you did that. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, that's funny. And what they, happened with that? I didn't yeah. get my money back. They they defaulted oh. on their loans. So they had like, so if you had a person who you were investing in that had a 700 credit score, mm-hmm. they gave you a lower return than the person who had like a 600 credit score because they knew that the person who had the 600 credit score was less likely to fulfill his obligation. Right. So that, I think it's, it's crowd lending or peer-to-peer lending. Peer-to-peer lending is what yeah. it's called, yeah. Okay, that's super interesting, but I didn't realize that the fault is completely on you. It's not a shared responsibility. Well, so... It depends on how much you invest. So they do to where if someone's borrowing $5,000, there could be 100 people putting in on it and you get the percentage of what you contributed to it and things like that. So you take a loss. mitigate the risk. Yes, yes, yes. So that that is the thing with investments. Like 
it's always some type of mitigation of risk. Yep. And that is what factors into the ROI. And it's the same thing, guys. They think of this more globally. Owning a business. Yeah. That's the same thing. The, the business. Super high risk, though. Yeah. The, that's an investment. The business head, though, the reason they make more money is because they're consuming more of the risk of that business. More risk, more reward. Yep. Is what they say. Yep. Yeah. So I think that. So I wish we could give like an equation for ROI for people to consider. But we can give some variables that factor into that. And so I think the level of risk is kind of one variable that yep. would go into it. The amount of, of investment. investment. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's what you're talking. And I think that's both financially and time. Yeah. And so it could be either or, or right? Because in your work, you're investing a lot of your time. Yep. And then I would add business. earning potential. Right. So what do you earn out of the deal? Yeah. So that factors in what else would be in there? You said time, didn't you? No, but time. Yeah. Time. The okay. time of the investment. So is it something where you can sink that investment for six months? Or is it something you can sink that investment in for 10 years? You're going to have a different type of return based on yep. the amount of time you can do without that thing, basically. Um, and then I would say, too, I know this is going to sound odd, but level of interest or like what is this, what kind of value is this adding to your life? So you mentioned oh, you're volunteering that. You wouldn't do it today, but it was important that you did it then. And actually, mm -hmm. even though you weren't necessarily getting financially compensated mm -hmm. for that time, it did have a back-end reward, right? You you yeah. did get those things. So I, I would say that as well. And it's something that we talk about, though. But if it's in your purpose and you enjoy doing it, yeah. I think that's something that you okay. definitely need to, to add to the equation. Yeah, and I think that's probably the hardest thing for folks it is. It is. Because we're, we're taught that everything is black and white, but it's yeah. not black and white. And, and so that was one of the things that I think is an important part of who we are and what we talk to people about is it's not just about, and, and this took me forever to learn because I'm so like logical, but it's not just about the numbers and, and the black and white. It's about all those things that create mm -hmm. that as well. Yeah. It uh, doesn't have to be like a one or an other kind of a thing. Are you yeah, saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could definitely dig that. But we are emotional creatures. We are mm -hmm. sensitive to other things, and you have to take that into consideration is, I guess, my point there. Yeah. So that's ROI. I mean, I think in a nutshell for me, is there anything you would add to that? Uh, No, but don't – well, let me. I will add something. <laughs> don't course. let other people establish. I, I, I think that there are mm. a lot of uh, standards out there. Make sure you understand that. Make sure you – identify contributing factors, all the things that we talked about, the time, the interest, all those things right. in your decision and be flexible, figure yeah. out what it is you really just want and, and decide it yourself. What is it that I require exactly. in order to make that happen? Yeah. I'm uh, going to add one more thing. <laughs> go, go for it. Go for no, it. I, would, I used to tell Tashonda like, there's a million ways to make a million dollars. Like, don't feel like you have to fit into this mold. Um, yeah. Like, you have to do this because this is what people do who make a million dollars, right? Yeah. Like, I think there's so many different ways. If you're applying all of those concepts and variables that we talked about and weighing them and taking them into consideration, you can get to your goal. Yeah. Or you may not need to make a million dollars. That, that's the thing I got when yeah, you first I did tell started her that too. Yeah, <laughs> when you first started uh, one of your your businesses, I was like, "So, what's your goal here?" You know, and I was thinking she's obviously like, "Oh, I want to make this huge bucket of money." And she looked at me and she said, 
I just need to make extra whatever. If if I can make that extra this little amount, <laughs> I'm saying little amount because it was little amount. <laughs> but if I can make this extra right. little amount, that's what this will do for me. That's right. And that was so profound to me when you said it to me. I was like, wow, why am I always <laughs> grasping at like a billion always dollars? Always trying to reach for the stars <laughs> over here. <laughs> yes, but guys, like like Tanisha said, there are a billion ways to to. Well, skin a cat, so why not? <laughs> Peter, don't come after me. That's not <laughs> oh, gosh, she didn't say that, y'all. She didn't say that. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> until next time, I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Shauna Dixon, and, and we, we are, are Black Girl Fly. Girl Fly.